Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. But I want to start with a quote from Eric from, um, oh, I have this, don't I? Okay. So I'm going to read this. I'd like you all to read this along with me. Let your mind start a journey through a strange new world. Leave all thoughts of the world you knew before. Let your soul take you where you long to be. Close your eyes and let your spirit start to soar and you'll live as you've never lived before. And this is from a very profound, prolific psychologist, amazing metaphysician, who had a lot on his plate when it came to freedom. And he ended up really being the spokesperson for the freedom of mind, the freedom we all have to think what we think. There's a a line in the song that Mark just sang called, it says, if I could, I would try to shield your innocence from time. If I could, I would try to shield your innocence from time. Let me go back here for a second. Um, I just want to make sure I didn't do a, a slide for that one. I feel like what I do on a Sunday is that. I, I work to shield our innocence from all the crap in the world. You know why you like coming here on Sunday? Because when we get here, everything stays outside the doors. And we, 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 we allow ourselves to set, step into and to be absorbed into this sense of wonder, this sense of truth of who we are. And I get to be, and Tiffany gets to be, and all the ministers that come onto this stage get to be someone who tries to shield your innocence from time. And ultimately what that means to me is getting to that part of you, that heart of you, where nothing has ever touched you. We talk about this all the time in this teaching. There is a place in you where you've never been touched by anything that's gone on in the world, in your life. And if we are eternal, and I believe we are, then life after life after life, time after time after time, we come and play this game and we do this wonderful game called life, and then we are absorbed back into this beautiful field of love and creativity. But I think where we're getting to emotionally and mentally and creatively is a place where we can start living from that place even while we're playing the game called life. And that's what I want to talk about today. Albert Einstein said this, He who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe, is as good as dead. His eyes are closed. I know, that's a little intense. It was like, let's do that cheerful quote this morning. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, if, as, as Dr. Tiffany said up here, you know, if we think we know everything, what's the point? I don't know everything. I know you all think I do, but I... I <laughs> I don't know everything, and the things that I thought I knew, I now don't know. And I'm happy with that. 
I am happy to be a teacher and I, I, can, I consider myself, teacher is like at the top of my list of things I love to do. Yes, I love speaking. I love being a minister. I love counseling. But teaching is the thing I most love doing. But what I really love now is that I know that everything I teach is questionable. And I can be questioned by anyone and am constantly questioned by all of my students because I set it up that way. Our, our motto is question everything. Because when you question me, and when then I question myself, I have to answer it and figure out maybe it's a different answer. And if you don't like my answer, now I have, to, I have to listen to your answer and then pay attention to that. So this whole idea of not being willing to be in the wonder of life, I don't get that. And I think that's who we are in this room today. So I know that your eyes are not closed. I know that your eyes are wide open and that you're willing to ask the really deep question, which is, who am I? Because at the end of the day, that's all we're ever asking ourselves. So the title of my talk today is, what are you willing to know? So just ask yourself that for a minute. What are you willing to know? So if there's all these things in the world to know, um, are you willing to know that you're intelligent? Everybody good with that? And I don't mean like a specific level of intelligence, depending on how many years of college and grad school you went to. I just mean, are you willing to know you're intelligent? Are you willing to know that you are healthy? No matter what, are you willing to know you're healthy and vibrant? No matter what, are you willing to know you're rich? Even if you're having some financial difficulties, are you willing to know you're rich? Because that is the truth, right? Are you willing to know you're lovable? Even if you're not. <laughs> and I can point you out. How many of you are, are, are you willing to know that you are love itself? That's what you are. That's all you are. Are you willing to know all of this? You know, Mark's song illustrates how each of us is on this <laughs> singular journey that we must, each one of us, explain for ourselves. Even though we are one, we have this great thing called individuality. And we are here to take the journey individually and find out what do we know. So the song... If I could, I would take everything I knew and implant it into your heart. It's kind of what I do on a Sunday. I implant everything that's going through me. I take it and I just share it with you if I could. But at the end of the day, I can't. I can get up here and share my life, and I do. But what you do with that is yours. So what are you willing to know means what are you willing to do with what you've learned, what you hear, what you understand, what are you willing to do with it in your life? How much of it are you willing to work with in your life? I'm sorry, Karen, Reverend Dr. Karen's not here today, Oxwider, because I'm going to quote a woman that she worked for closely and long, for a long time, and it's this, from Jane Goodall. I don't think that faith, whatever you're being faithful about, really can be scientifically explained. And I don't want to explain this whole life business through truth and science. There is so much wonder to behold in the world. 
Not there's so much, it's theirs. There's so much wonder. When I found this quote, I was like, yeah, that's me. I, I kind of, I'm very much into quantum physics. I want the science of all of this. But at the end of the day, if I'm not going to believe it until it's proven, where did my wonder go? And I love when she says this, you know, I don't think that faith can be scientifically explained. There are things that we just know, aren't there? Don't you just have things that you know? Like, I know, and we're going to talk about it tonight, for those of you who show up on Let's Talk tonight at 6 o'clock, it's where do we go from here? You know, I know that when I am done, when I pat, when my last day on this planet happens, that whatever's next is just as equally exciting and amazing. I'd like to think I get smarter. I'd like to think that each one of us, the minute we die, we get smarter, because that seems like a good reward for all this, right? But I'd like to know, and I do know, there's just something in me that knows this can't be it. Call it whatever you want. And, and I can even go to science and say, well, because energy can never be destroyed. And I am energy. And so if energy can never be destroyed and I am energy, I can never be destroyed. So there, scientifically. But still, something in me is like, yeah. And love. When you fall into a state of love, do you think it was your mind that created that? Or is it something else? Some other energetic field, this vibration that just happens upon you. You out, go out to the beach and you're watching the ocean. What's going on there? Are you, are you figuring it out scientifically? Or do you just happen to be immersed in and absorbed by because you are the ocean itself? That's what's going on. And that's the wonder that we have to get back to. Yeah, we, we, we studied this thing called the science of mind, but it was called the science of mind and spirit. And Ernest Holmes was all about love and law. And I think we've lost the love part a little bit. We're too busy trying to figure it all out. So, back to my question. What are you willing to know? Well, let's go to Wayne Dyer. I love that little man. I see me as that someday, but with hair. Um, <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Dyer. Nothing wrong with not having hair, though, for all of you. I think we're good. Oh, yeah. Okay, John, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I haven't insulted anybody. Sorry, John. (laughs) Oh, and Robbie, sort of. Yeah. So, (laughs) back to the talk. Let's get back to the seriousness of this. So, to be more childlike, you don't have to give up being an adult. Let's just stop there for a minute. To be more childlike, right, Austin? You don't have to stop being an adult. I just love that sentence. I can still be an adult and be childlike. I can still walk through a room with, you know, 50, 60 people in it with a computer on my head because I don't care because I'm okay being childlike. So the fully integrated person is capable of being both an adult and a child simultaneously. Recapture the childlike feelings of wide-eyed excitement, spontaneous appreciation, cutting loose. When's the last time you cut loose? Yesterday? Oh, these four ladies here, this is not a question to you. They're, they're on a birthday weekend celebrating a 90th birthday, and I'm surprised they're sober this morning. You're, the 90-year-old almost just said, we're really not. So, recapture the child. 
child. This is a wacko day. Did you notice that? <laughs> Recapture the childlike feelings of wide-eyed excitement, spontaneous appreciation, cutting loose, and being full of awe and wonder at this magnificent universe. So, what are you willing to know? That you can cut loose at any time. That you can be in the most amazing state of childlike wonder and still be responsible. It's not either or, folks. It's all of it together, all at the same time. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, the most responsible, grown-up thing you can ever do for yourself is tap into your childlike wonder. Maybe we need to start being responsible to really tap into who we truly are. There's a responsibility I think would be really well-founded for everyone to really make it a sincere decision to live my life from this place of full abandon, just living my life out loud. Yes? How many of you would like to do that? Yes. And what about the rest of you? <laughs> no, we're good holding back. <laughs> so, final thought. This is for you too. Doug and Corrine. You all know which painting that is? What's it called? Starry, Starry Night. Vincent van Gogh said, I don't know anything with certainty, but seeing the stars makes me dream. What if in this last week of wonder for this month, what if we really honestly, like, like, like Dr. Tiffany said, we really walk through our days with my statement of, I know nothing. Now, what can I know? In our marriages, in our relationships, in our workplace, in our bodies, I know nothing. Now, what can I know? I think that's what Vincent van Gogh was talking about. The minute we're so certain about something, we've just boxed it in. We have stopped ourselves from allowing it to be something even more, even greater. Last night, as I was leaving the desert, <laughs> I was walking outside with Al and Marcy Welland and, uh, and Rick and Chuck, and we're walking outside, and, and Marcy screamed. I thought she fell. But no, she didn't fall. She had looked up at the sky, and the crescent moon looked like it was hanging right over the building in front of us. Did anybody else see the crescent moon last night? And, and I, I was like, what? And she goes, look. And I was like, ah. Oh. And we just stood there. And this, the wonder in my heart, that like, and the stars. And she was like, and what stars are those? Of course, Al was like, grab your phone. Just put the phone up at it. It'll tell you what it is. And I was like, I don't want to know what it is. I'm just good seeing it, experiencing it, feeling it. And that crescent-shaped heart was just so spectacular. Um, so I got in the car, and I drove home. So it was a two-hour drive home. And for some reason, that crescent-shaped moon stayed in my windshield. It was there, then it was in the middle, but it stayed with me the entire drive. And when I got out of my car in Studio City... I turned, and it was right where it was when I left. And I had this feeling of like, it doesn't matter where I go in the world, I am always going to be under that moon. Because I am that moon. There is this inner connection between everything that exists. 
And so what I realized is I can't know it for you, but I can know it with you. And I could come in here today and talk and share what I want to share with you, but I can't do it for you. This is something you have to do yourself. And I'm just here to tell you that there is a moon, a crescent-shaped, brilliant sky in the center of your being, your heart, that is connected to every other heart in this room, in this city, in this state, in this country, in this world, in this universe. It never leaves. It's wherever you are at all times. You can call it God. You can call it love. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But just don't ever forget that that's who you are. You are the childlike wonder of the universe expressing itself as the most beautiful, amazing adult ever to grace this planet. Now we just have to go out and prove it. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.